0: Hello, everyone, welcome to Screen Scream on Viola. At the end of Lunar New Year holiday, let's get ready for the Oscars and talk about some hot topics. It's the award season coming into February, and although the Oscars this year is going to be held in March, there are a lot of nominees going to be released in the theater, and I'm pretty sure we're all looking forward to them. So, without further ado, Let's listen to the first new movie we're going to talk about today. The Banshees of Innishirin Isle of Innishirin, Ireland, April 1923. They say all good things must come to an end, and unable to believe his ears. Patrick, a a good-natured dairy farmer, living with his unmarried sister, Silben, has no choice but to swallow his pride and deal with the sudden, bitter, irreversible reality. His closest friend, Com, wants nothing to do with him anymore. But with adamant, Com determined never to speak with his former balsam buddy for the rest of his life. Confused Patrick teeters on the brink of collapse, trying to figure out what he did wrong. Meanwhile, as Com gives Patrick the cold shoulder and the silent treatment, Pressing questions arise. Why has Tom so to abruptly cut off his lifelong stop, friend? In the end, what triggered Tom's unpredictable behavior roadshow? Wow, the first new movie we're going to talk about today is The Benches of Insuring. Actually, I have to admit that if I just look at the name of this movie, I would never want to watch it. I don't want to watch any movie with benches inside. Also, I didn't really know why the name of the movie is called The Banshees of Annie but Now that I've listened to the English version of the introduction of the movie, I realized that maybe it's indicated that Banshees are the reason why Com decided to end his friendship with Patrick. Actually, this is not the first time the director cooperated with the leading actors. Director Martin McDonnell likes to cooperate with old friends, including crews and actors. One of the leading actors in The Banshees of Inisherin*, Brendan Gleason, described that the director is somebody who would express his own feelings and thoughts in a very unique angle and very original method. Brendan Gleeson thinks that director Madonna tells stories that are sad and with black humor, carrying sympathy and pity into this horrible world he created himself. So even though The Banshees of Inisherin isn't a horror movie, I think somehow there are monsters inside. Maybe it is the Banshees. And since Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell are actual friends, their real friendship also makes this story even sadder and more persuasive. Audience would believe that it's as if Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell and their friendship. And that's the main theme of the movie. Even though we can't tell from the name of the movie, This movie actually wants to talk about what will happen after a friendship ends. Colin Farrell said that his character this time doesn't worry too much. He's a naive good guy. As long as he can chat with his good friend Calm every day, has enough money to spend, remembers to feed his animals, he will be very happy. So he really can understand why Calm decides to and their relationship and when he becomes lonely angry and sad that's the saddest point of this movie so if you'd like to finish all the nominees of the oscars you can go watch the banshees of Inisherin. now although the second new movie we're going to talk about today isn't a nominee of the oscars i still want to introduce this european film to you Let's listen to the introduction. The Generation of Evil Dirty secrets buried deep within past lives of local political elite come back to haunt the town they have claimed as their own. Gentiles is a retiring chief of police in an idyllic provincial town. He is loved by people, respected by friends, and valued by his subordinates. He is also a member of a tight-knit group of local political elite who has ruled the town for many years. gruesome death of a district attorney comes the moment when Jintas is announcing his candidacy for the post of the town's mayor. No foul play is suspected and Jintas is sure he is the only one who knows exactly why his friend has committed suicide. Jindhaus is shocked, but quite happy to lay his former friend and his dirty secrets at rest as fast as possible. But then Attorney General's office sends in a special investigator, young and ambitious special investigator Simonas is a direct opposite of Jindhaus, where Jindhaus relies on his gut feeling, Simonas sticks to the protocol. Where Jinhas is willing to do things his own way, Simonas follows the rules and procedures. Their joint investigation soon becomes a clash of different generations, different worldviews, and oversized egos. Wow, I like this introduction. Very detailed, but at the same time, didn't give out any spoilers. The second new movie we're going to talk about today. The Generation of Evil is a Lithuanian movie. It's directed by Amelis Villavis and acted by the best actor of Lithuanian Oscar. This is the reason why I said we're getting ready for the Oscars even though The Generation of Evil wasn't nominated for the Oscars. It featured a cast from Lithuanian Oscar. Vytotas Canu Sonnes and Ingeborga Dabkunet and Ines Storperstis. I'm not so sure whether I pronounced their names right because it's really difficult. I did go look for the pronunciation and tried my best to pronounce it, but if I still mispronounced it, please bear with me. As we heard in the introduction, the Generation of Evil is another crime drama that we've talked about over the past few months. Apparently, in the beginning, the case in the story was a suicide, but later it's revealed as one of the cases of a serial killing. I'm not saying that Jintas is the serial killer, but maybe he knows something about the case or he has other secrets related to the serial killing. And that's exactly what The Generation of Evil wants to talk about. I guess in the end, the audience will realize that even though Jintas and Simonas have their different ways of dealing with cases, they both live in this Generation of Evil, and there's just something that they can't control. If you like crime drama or you'd like to try some European movies, I recommend The Generation of Evil to you. Before we move on to Top 007 and talk about hot topics recently, let's review what we had from last week first. Top 3 in Boots – The Last Wish Top 2 last week was Megan And Top 1 Avatar – The Way of Water We have a lot of new faces from Top 7 to Top 4 this week. Let's check it out. Top 6 Mayday, Mayday, Mayday the Blazer 119 You Mother Baker The Moby Chinese wo bu pa ke la It is <laughs> the momman Xiao Geji Top 5 A man called Otto You cannot use this road without a permit Have a nice day sir Can Top 4 Puss in Boots The Last wish I am Puss in Boots Scams Given To a local in Oda polling between <laughs> Chip Venator Boga to bo de yi Venator Zabo Wow there are 5 movies on this part of the chart a little bit crowded, and two of them are new Taiwanese movies. But I'd like to talk about Plan. Yes, it's an action movie, but it's not one of those action movies that only give you exciting feelings. The leading actor is Jared Butler. I think he's arguably one of the most popular action stars in Hollywood in recent years. But comparing to superhero, he enjoys to be normal heroes more according to jared butler it doesn't even have to be soldier or warriors with specialties i don't know about you but i remember the first time i saw jared butler was in 300 of course i believe a lot of people too but it was when i was i think that was the last year of senior high and Boys in my class all love to watch it. I really don't understand what's the charm of the movie. But anyway, Gerald Butler's really interesting in the movie. And he later played a lot of heroes, yes. This time in Plan, he acted as the pilot. He's as handsome, and also he's a normal hero. He hopes to tell the audience that When necessary, everyone can become a hero. Even though plan has nothing to do with superhero, the action team of Avengers actually participated in the film. They were in charge of creating the big action scenes from the exciting landing to the gunfights. If you love action scenes, you won't be disappointed. And the story is written by the famous British spy novelist Charles Cumming. He's also in charge of the script. So if you're not a fan of the Oscars, or you just think the banshees of Erich Shearing will be too quiet for you, and you're not so interested in European movie, I recommend you to watch Plan this weekend. And now let's move on to the exciting top three to top one. Top three. The First Slam Dunk. <sighs> Top two, Magnus. Welcome home. You're my niece. I'm going to do everything I can to make this place feel like home. Just wish I could see them again. Top one, Avatar, The Way of Water. If you want to live here, you have to ride. Let's do it. All right, same old, same old. I guess there's only one option for me to choose because I haven't seen Megan and the Avatar. So let's talk about the first slam dunk. As I mentioned a few weeks ago that I think the first slam dunk isn't for my generation. I personally don't think, I wouldn't say any, maybe not many of my friends when watch it. I mean, friends of my generation. Because during Lunar New Year, my uncle and aunt said that they're wondering whether to watch it or not because it was something they watched when they were in junior or senior high school. See, it's not my generation. But I think there are a lot of people who are three or four years younger than me had seen replays when they were young. And I can understand that. So I'd like to talk about the angle of somebody who hasn't seen Slam Dunk before going to the movie. I think it's really good. I mean, halfway through the movie, I was like, wait, is this going to show me a whole basketball game? But actually, there are some deep stories of one of the characters. I know some hardcore fans don't like that part, but I'd like to say, The story presented in the movie version isn't something they have seen before, then why complain? If like what they said, it disrupted the excitement and pace of the game, I want to respond. I'm a basketball lover, I watch basketball games almost every week, but I wouldn't want to watch an animated basketball game for two hours in a theater. That's so lame. So I personally really like those personal stories of the character, especially because the main character in the movie version isn't the main character in manga or the TV series. And I have to say, even though it's an animated basketball game, you really can feel the nerve watching it. You will hold your breath and count the time with the players, hoping that they can make the shot. I think this is something only a basketball lover can experience. And there were some moments that I really wanted to cry. I didn't because I, I held myself. I thought it's just an animation and besides even at a basketball game, real basketball game, I probably wouldn't cry because I would be so excited. Even untouched, I probably would just hold myself there. But it really is an amazing animation. No matter you're a fan of Slam Dunk or you're just somebody who likes basketball, I highly recommend you to watch the first Slam Dunk. And that's all the time we have for today. Hope you like the show and remember to tune in same time next week at Screen Scream. I'm Viola. See you next week.